0: Have you ever been scrolling through Instagram and Twitter and thought to yourself, wow, I have a lot of really successful friends. Also, why are they more successful than me? well, I have. my name is Lori marie and i'm the host of me and my more successful friends podcast and i'm here to sit down with all of your favorite comedians, actors, musicians, producers, directors, voiceover actors, and basically anyone in hollywood that's super successful and that i've known for a really long time. well, maybe not a really long time. some of the people i met on the street corner just like a week ago, but now they're my instagram friend. so Let's find out what success means to them and what I'm doing wrong. Today, we have Gabby Conti on the podcast. I'm so excited. She's a dating expert. That's also mainly why she's here. She's a comedian. We met doing stand-up about eight years ago. She's uh, also a contributing writer to Cosmopolitan. Hey, Gabby, thank you so much. Hi, thanks for having me. So i'm really excited to delve into the book that you put out this year which was obviously like the perfect time to put out a book because who knew that a pandemic was going to happen and people were going to be bored? who knew so it's 20 guys you date in your 20s but i think um you can definitely apply this to any age because we all date these types of guys like you have the the guy that you date that's cooler than you um you have the guy that's younger than you like some of all the guys that I've dated, you basically hit the nail on the head.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so happy to hear that. And yes, even though I dated them in my 20s, I do think you meet these types, which are really types of relationships. So they go both ways anytime you're single.
0: I agree. And I'm really excited to talk about it. So, <laughs> well, so since uh, this whole, I mean, I, I don't want to talk too much about quarantine, but I think because in t- it's 2020 and... This is, I don't know about you, but this has been the weirdest year.
1: So weird. So bizarre.
0: Yeah, anyone in entertainment. So, but for you, I mean, what a great time to put out a book because no one has anything to do.
1: I know. I feel like I'm having more people reading this book now than they would have if we weren't in quarantine, perhaps. Um, uh, The only thing I will say is that the dating scene has changed so much because it's really, like, not safe to go on dates right now. So I don't know how many people are actually, like, currently actively dating people. I feel like people are either single or they're like in committed relationships and turbo dating. Um, but so yeah, so I'm curious about how many people are actually using it as a guidebook to help them as they're dating, but perhaps a chapter about the guy who's long distance is the most relevant (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) It's so funny because I have, I have a lot of friends that maybe started dating someone right before Yes. And now they live together like they're a married couple, because it was like, why not just be a quarantine relationship? And it really makes or breaks relationships. I feel like if you
1: have, like, the, if you're solid and you haven't been dating for that long, you're now, like, yeah, basically married. Um, and then if your relationship had all of its issues, those issues are uncovered and you probably are no longer together, so.
0: A lot of breakups. There's been a lot of celebrity breakups in quarantine. Divorces, a
1: lot of all that.
0: That have ruined. I guess when you have to be stuck with someone 24-7 because obviously in the beginning of this thing, at least in Los Angeles, we weren't allowed to technically really leave or go anywhere. Right, and travel has changed so much. I think my theory about why a lot of celebrity couples are
1: breaking up is I think most celebrity couples are long distance and they work really well as long distance. So when they are actually like forced to be living with each other for an extended period of time, they realize like they're seeing the flaws or their lack of compatibility.
0: Absolutely. And I, I, so you're in a relationship.
1: Now. I am. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. You've been with the same guy for, for a little bit, right? For like, uh, almost a year. We'll, we'll be, it'll be a year in September.
1: Um, but yeah, we moved in with each other at his place in, in March, which was a little early. It was pre quarantine. Um, but it was also like my lease was up and we were kind of like getting to that stage. So he's like, well, why don't you just live with me? So, I did, and then he ended up selling his place, and so we got a place together, um, which is great. It definitely like feels like it's our home, and um, and yeah, we moved in here uh, in the beginning of July. So we've been living together now since March, and definitely didn't think that our first year living together would be what it is. I mean, we had like a housewarming party, and then all of a sudden, COVID, everything shut down. So um, yeah, and I love entertaining, so that's been like a struggle for me.
0: <laughs> Have you been yet? I, I agree because I live alone now and, oh my goodness. and that was that was one of the things I was dating someone um, before quarantine and then quarantine happened and they, they ended up quarantining down in the desert which I was like perfect now I have like a place to go but they had like a tight ship it was like no one could enter like and if you did you kind of had to stay like they were everyone was it was the stage where everyone was really scared. You can tell mm-hmm. that it's a new relationship. This was not something. I don't even think he realized at the time that we were actually a really in a relationship. <laughs> so he's the guy who's not your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's not my boyfriend, but but treated me as such. And, yeah. uh, you know, so that kind of crashed and burned. And then um, I came across your book and I was like, maybe, like all my friends, like Erica Rose. she was like, you need to read. Oh, I love Erica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was like, you got to read this book because I really, I really feel for you. Um, so I, I, I decided to have you on, not just because my dating life is a disaster, um, yeah. so fun, <laughs> but because I just really, I have watched your career over the years. And I do think that you are, are someone that not only do I relate to, but I could learn from, Ah. Uh, um, I took it upon myself to have people uh, ask you some questions. Sure. And I, can I ask some of them right now? Of course. Yeah, let's hear them. I will preface, though, that a lot of dudes decided to chime in and ask very inappropriate things. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna cross over that. Okay. I got a lot of, is she single? And I was like, uh, no, do, do your <laughs> Instagram, you're not doing your job.
1: Also, that's so funny. Yeah. Is she single? And it's like, yeah. And if I was single, like, would I be going on dates with people that, I don't know, just like sent a message on Instagram? Like, you know.
0: You're like, maybe pre-pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So um, one person asked, how do you heal your shit? How do you heal your shit and feel empowered after giving your power to an emotionally unavailable commitment foe? This is a good one. This is a good one.
1: Yeah, and I definitely I definitely experienced that. I feel like a lot of the guys that I had dated in my 20s and dated uh, after my breakup and into my 30s too were definitely commitment phobe. And I think, and it's so funny because I feel like people that are scared of commitment, they usually don't, they show it through their actions more than they'll tell you. Um, I, I feel like if you're, Like, you know, to go on multiple dates with someone to like feel like you are dating even without a label and then like three months in or however long it is for them to turn around and be like, oh, I'm not looking for anything serious after they've treated you serious is like a real mind fuck. And I definitely have experienced that. Like I wrote about in the book of the guy who's not your boyfriend. It seems like you experienced that firsthand. And I think the key with that is to really take some time to focus on yourself and to make yourself stronger and to really have a list of what you're looking for in a partner and to make sure that that list is not superficial. So it's not like drives a nice car and has nice hair. It's more thing. It literally is in this case, it would be if you were dating someone who was a commitment foe, then my guess is the next person you date, you want to make sure that they're not scared of commitment. So I would put that on my list of things you're looking for. And then as you're actively dating, making sure that you're avoiding these red flags. If, if you go on a date with a guy and he's in his thirties and he's never had a, he has another had a girlfriend since high school, okay, he's not telling you as a commitment foe, but let me tell you that that fact is proving that there's some reason why he's not getting into committed relationships. Or if a guy, you know, you're dating has said that maybe he just got out of a really serious relationship, like he's freshly divorced. There's a really good chance that someone who just got out of a marriage is not excited to get into a relationship, even if they're on the dating apps. Um, so I think and not being afraid to like, you know, once you date someone for a significant amount of time, I used to have a podcast with uh, The Angry Therapist, and we used to always joke, like people would always ask us, they're like, how, when can you ask if it's official? And our rule of thumb was that, you know, if someone has been inside you or you've been inside them, that that is the time that you you can have that conversation. Granted, sometimes that happens after one date, but if it happens, you know, if you're, if you're consistently doing this for a month or so, I feel like you definitely, it's within your right to be like, hey, where do you see this going? And then listen to how they respond. If they change the subject, if they don't wanna answer it, that's your answer right there.
0: I, I think that's great advice because from firsthand experience, uh, I also feel like sometimes if, you, if you've dated someone for a couple months months and, and you still have to ask, that's also possibly the answer. That is the
1: answer right there. Yeah, because a lot of people, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no. And a lot of, a lot of people, I feel like don't, they don't want to answer it because they don't want to hurt your feelings or they like how things are right now. And if you aren't happy with how the situation is right now and they don't seem like they're willing to change, like you kind of have to ask yourself, okay, instead of, I think a lot of times we get into relationships and we think, okay, well, it would be great if only this could change. And that's so the wrong mentality. Instead of that, it should be like, do I accept how it is now? Can I continue to accept this for months as opposed to changing people? because people don't change. They grow and they learn, but they'll stay the same.
0: <laughs> and I don't think they're, like, I used to do this. I'm so guilty of it. I used to think, oh, you know, we're, we're in this, we're hanging out. I don't want to ask where they're at because I'm afraid that might propel them to be like, oh, wait, no, never mind. Um, So I'll just stay in it. And then when the conversation eventually comes up and they're like, oh, we're, we're just like having fun like why can't we just be together when we're together i'll think oh eventually i'll just convince them no. that's super cool and fun yeah. and awesome that they'll want to be <laughs> and instead
1: you should be instead of saying i'll convince them instead you should be asking yourself am i actually okay with dating someone who i'm only together with when we're together aka someone who is seeing other people mm-hmm. am i ha- ha- would i be happy and comfortable And fulfilled in an open relationship and if your answer is no then you need to get out of that situation
0: I think people are afraid they're they're scared especially right now. They're scared to be alone So it's so easy to just accept Whatever situation you're in as long as that person is coming around then to just like empower yourself and say You know what? This isn't actually what I want because that was something I had to learn this year was I I stayed in something and it's not even I can't even blame him fully because aside from him not being completely honest, I saw, I saw the red flags. If someone only texts you back when they want to, I mean, like, That's
1: not a relationship. (laughs) No, that's not a relationship. And um, my ex used to do that. That's like a power move. And that's like a control thing. It means that they only want to be talking to you on their terms, which is just really selfish and not fair to you. Um, So definitely, like, I would definitely see that as a giant red flag. And I know people are afraid to be alone. And I know now people are afraid to be alone more than ever. But I will say that there is such a power in being by yourself and being on your own schedule and doing your own thing. And I think once you use this, if you use this time to make yourself stronger, then the next relationship you're going to be in is going to be so much better than what than the relationship you would stay in so you're not alone.
0: And I think you'll see like the red, the red flags a lot sooner too. I yeah. think sometimes we we forget, uh, and this could go for men and women. I don't want to just like put it to just women are like this, but we like forget our like confidence sometimes or our self-esteem. And, and we know what we want. It's like, you're right. Like ask for it sooner Mm -hmm. because, and I'm talking to myself when I say this, I think, because I find myself a lot just being like, Oh, whatever. Like I'll just date like three people. And then, you know, whichever one does like, it's bad i have bad habits no i mean well i also i don't think there's anything
1: wrong with dating multiple people before you are official i think that's fine but i do but i also think at the same time like being in a relationship like dating someone at the very beginning And making sure you don't get into that pattern where you are like, where they become, as I write in my book, your instant significant other, instant boyfriend, instant girlfriend. I think that like, while it's exciting to like get caught up in the moment, it's really important to take breaks in between and to take in and check in with yourself and like evaluate the relationship and make sure that this is what you want in a relationship and you're getting out of it what you want and you're happy.
0: I agree. I think. I think that answered the question. Okay, good. So I have more.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: Um, this, this was my favorite one that came in because I was like, I'm keeping them all anonymous, but I was cracking up when I read it. So, uh, how can I stop sabotaging my own dates by thinking every guy's a cheating asshole?
1: Been there, been there, um, and have done that, have sabotaged my own dates. Um, I think – the mentality for this instead of sabotaging should be that you know every person is good until proven otherwise, so instead of going in assuming that every guy is going to be a cheating asshole, go in assuming the opposite, go in assuming that every guy you go on a date with is like, your Prince Charming, but at the same time, pay attention. And if he starts, you know, saying or doing things that kind of make it seem like he's a cheating asshole he might be, you know? Um, So if you are on a date with him and he, you know, he's asked and you talk in the relationship, which I think is a great first date question is to ask about their past relationship. And if the way he talks about his ex is like, oh, she was crazy. She would leave me alone. She was clingy. Like any of those words, that definitely is very telling that he's definitely an asshole. Um, And he perhaps is a cheating one. If he's saying that his, his last relationship, the person was too clingy, which is like, you're in a relationship with someone. you should be talking to them on a
0: daily basis, right. I love that one that I tend to um lately I've been dating a lot of uh how do I put this?' I'm probably gonna piss a lot of people off when they watch this. I'm dating a lot of skaters. oh, I love a good I love a good fuck boy. you know what I mean? like <laughs> well, I just didn't know that they were they're skaters in their like thirties. yeah, well, let's be fair. 20 like 2930. Okay, yeah. That's cool though. I mean, look, but then at the same time you're you're
1: probably sure based on their attitude and I'm not saying that all skaters are fuckboys and assholes, but like if you're if you're calling a guy a fuckboy, he's probably a fuckboy. <laughs> I
0: I think I I got out of a long relationship and then um I I like got in this place of oh, I'll go for a younger because they're just more fun and I I like needed you know, we all go through this when we break up with someone, we either date the same person again Mm -hmm. over and over, or we, we try to pick someone the complete opposite. And I was like, all right, without being a dick and saying this, uh, I wanted someone extremely active that that has a six pack. (laughs) Yeah. And that like, just wants to have fun because the last person did not want to do anything ever. And I'm like, we're not dead, we're not Yeah,
1: well, I like that. I think that, I do think that, I think that dating the same person over and over again is a problem, especially if over and over again, it keeps on not working out. Um, Because, you know, the definition of doing something over and over again, expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity, so that is crazy to do that. Mm -hmm. So I do think, but I do think breaking your patterns is cool but at the same time, you know, um, I think breaking your patterns, but making sure that the opposite of the new person you're dating is still what you're looking for in a partner, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, like definitely recognizing your motives. I think it also comes down to like being ready. I think during that time, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for anything serious, even because hey. I just, you know.
1: And as you should, I, I do think that dating should also be fun as long as you're on the same page. I think like you know, dating someone who is. Um, you know, a, a, like a hookup buddy and that's all, it can be great as long as you're both on the same page with that and that's what you both want. That could be a wonderful relationship, you know?
0: How do you think you can decipher, because this was something that someone had asked to am going back to the questions, how do you think you can decipher um, someone that is serious about you and someone that is just sleeping with you but they still want to go on dates, they still want to talk to you every single day, they're basically love bombing you like how do you know like i feel like now i this happens to me a lot i'll i'll meet someone and we'll hit it off and everything is great and i i'm one of those people that like i'll follow the guy's lead i i try to be very i have my guard up immediately i'm very conversational but if you're texting every day Mm -hmm. every morning i'm gonna and we like each other at this point i'm gonna assume that that's going to continue. And if it stops, like if you do that every day for like five days, and then all of a sudden you stop, I'm going to be like, oh, something happened. Like my brain immediately says, I did something. They're talking to another girl. Like all my insecurities start to come up because I'm a pattern person. Right. How can I maybe decipher that sooner and not fall for it? And then He's sitting here like, oh, I just got ghosted.
1: <laughs> well, you you hit the nail right on the head you said someone who's love bombing you. So love bombing is when someone is like super consistent and like, you know, it shows you like it's very extreme. Uh, and then all of a sudden that goes away and, and it completely disappears. And you're like, what did I do? And, and I think realizing it's not something that you did, it's something they did. So that could be they, you know, they were trying to manipulate you and, and someone who love bombs, they, they, they you know, give you this explosion of attention and compassion and probably everything you want, but you can't maintain that. And so when they disappear, and they might disappear for days, months, years, they'll come back and they'll do the same thing over again. And the bottom line is like, that's not a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship is consistent. Um, my ex loved me all the time. Like I would, he wouldn't talk to, we were living together and he wouldn't talk to me for like a week. And then all of a sudden he'd like take me to this expensive sushi dinner and Billy Joel concert for my birthday. And then he would go back to not talking to me. You can't maintain expensive sushi dinners and Billy Joel concerts. It's not a relationship. Uh, which is why I'm really against like how the bat. I think the reason why the bachelor doesn't work out is because they essentially show like their dates are almost, they're not attainable. Like no one can live that life. So I think just, I think instead of, um, like if someone is low, if someone is not consistent, that's your answer right there. You definitely want to be looking for, if you're looking for a partner for a relationship that has consistency.
0: Do you think that that particular guy can maybe, um, come back around and redeem himself? Like if, if he kind of fell off, but then randomly will text now and again, should the person on the receiving end give them another chance? I mean, what what do you think is going on there? If they're all of a sudden like super into it and then they just disappear for a couple of days, I think they, I mean,
1: look, I feel like people can perhaps, but I, but in my experience, my personal experience, usually it it ends up, they end up going back to their pattern. So if someone love bomb, bombs you, disappears, comes back, is apologetic, and you give them a second chance, which I do believe people deserve second chances, you, um, and then they do it again, then, you know, you're done. Um, I had an experience with a guy who had ghosted me after one date, and then I matched with him on a different dating app and we went out for like a week and then and then he he did the same thing where he was like MIA and I was just like I was like look I deserve better like I'm not dating someone who does this. Mm-hmm. So I just think you can give someone a second chance but be be cautious about it. Um, and also with that second chance, I think comes a co- conversations and conversations about expectations, about what went wrong last time, about what will change this time. And if they are like, don't want to have those serious conversations, then I just don't think also they're worth it. Cause that's your answer too.
0: I agree with that. Cause I'm a big, pro- I'm a big proponent of communication and like, I, I do this thing that I'm not proud of, but I get very sensitive. If you make plans with me. And then the day of you kind of are like, oh, I'm not really sure what time yet. My immediate default is to just say, oh, let's just reschedule, right? Because I don't want to wait around. I'm like the cool sure. girl until you like mess with my evening. Like then I'm kind of, but I had an experience where that happened. And then the guy was like, no, no, no. Like we'll just play it by ear. And so I was like, all right, I'll, we're in quarantine. Like we've already hung out. Like I." I can, you know, what else are we going to do? And, uh, and then they did what I expected. They bailed at Mm -hmm. like the last second. And I just got really short and I was like, yeah, I was like, I kind of expected that. And I, and I was upset because I, I felt like I gave you the opportunity for the out, like why keep like, It's because they wanted to keep
1: their options open, which
0: is like understandable
1: pre-quarantine, ridiculous in quarantine. Um, But at the same time, I think that that that's your, that should be your non-negotiable. Like you should stick with that. Like it's proven to you now that that is something that's important to you. And so I think what you should, moving forward, Like don't accept dates with people that can't confirm a time. Like, like who, who are these people that they're so busy that they can't say, oh, you know, I'll be done with my day or I can see you at 8 PM. Like, so I think that that should be your thing moving forward with dating. If you are talking to someone and they want to take you on a date and they say, play it by ear you can literally say to them, Hey, you know what? That doesn't really work for me. So why don't we set up a date when you can confirm a time and place? I think that's a good response. And stick with that. Stick with that. Don't don't deal with The, the playing by ear is, is someone who they have, they're just not, fo- if they're not going to give you literally a time for your first date, how is that going to get better in the relationship?
0: And it's kind of like, come on, dude. Like, I'm not dumb. I know that yeah. you, you, we met on an app. You're talking to a lot of people. You probably had another girl. You're like, oh, I hung out with this girl already. Now I need something new. Like, and I, I, as a comedian, I so wanted to just, like, desecrate them and just feel like this is gonna, you know, you, you wanted to end up in my act, so here we go, like. Yeah,
1: yeah, huh. you could, to- but then that's almost, you know, yeah. once you write about someone or you perform, you have a joke about them, then they almost are, like, they will always live through your work, which is kind of, like, something I think about a lot, but.
0: It's just, like, such a basic, like, young dude kind of, kind of move, you know?
1: It is. I mean, I was when I before I met my boyfriend, I did a thing on Instagram, which is still you can look through my highlights to see it called Daily Date, where I would basically like I would post about the dates I was going on before and after or even like the text messages from dates. Um, and then I decided to only use it if it w- if I was kind of I would shame guys, but in a way that I was hoping that people could learn from it and like what look at it and be like, oh, my gosh, I do do that. I should stop doing that. This isn't OK. Um, and then I ended up meeting my boyfriend after I realized, you know, these are my non-negotiables. This is what I'm not dealing with. I ended up attracting someone who um, was what I wanted. So I think that works in a way.
0: Yeah. Kind of putting out there like, yeah, what you want versus what you don't want. Like yes. in a way like manifesting. Yeah. That's, that's like something that I've been definitely working on just in like everything in my life, like bringing in positivity and learning how to cut – things off like we talked about earlier just sooner like if someone shows you their true colors like that's kind of it like we can be friends but like i'm not gonna i would argue that people show you their
1: their red flags or potential deal breakers within your first interaction like that guy who couldn't give you a time like that's that is a red flag and that is a deal breaker for you so also just being honest when people show you their red flags or deal breakers and if they are deal breakers for you to like not move forward you know yeah
0: yeah I, i'm too nice i'm like oh we ha- we all have lives and like people are tired and i I make up every excuse
1: <laughs> no they're just it that's just a man child that sounds like a man child and you deserve better
0: than that yeah definitely some young some young my one of my friends the other day she was like are you still on the apps and i was like "Ah, oh, like kind of not really like i'm not like after this week i was kind of i go on it sometimes i'm out of boredom and she goes what are your age preferences and I even have a joke about this that I put like 18 to 80, not really. <laughs> I think I have it at like 21. <laughs> well, but then I think that's the other thing. It's like, <laughs> you actually want
1: to date a 21 year old? Like probably- Oh no, no.
0: I was so bored when, when, when quarantine like first started and, and things kind of hit the fan with the other dude. I was like, I'm just going to go on here, but I'm just going to like broaden like my horizon. I just wanted to see what people would say. I will tell you, I'm a big hit with these 21 to 25 year olds. Like they are all about it. Like I never knew there were so many guys with mommy issues. And like, the funny thing is, is like, I don't think I, I don't think I look 35. No, you don't. Thank you. But at the same time, it was like, I didn't talk to any of them, but I was cracking up. I was like, I have like 40 matches and they're all under 27. Like, what is (laughs) happening? Like why do these guys like like these older older women but it's LA you know so yeah um, so. so that was kind of funny so next question um what oh this is for you so what was the worst and funniest dating experience you've had so two-parter so you're okay. dating and then your funniest like maybe like something embarrassing and what was your biggest takeaway from both well, this was interesting.
1: I met a guy on a dating app, and before we we were like it was kind of in the stage where we were pen pals, like we were talking every day, and actually did what you were saying with the whole um like wasn't really giving like said he wanted to hang out, said he wanted i mean, his it was funny because his bio said that um he he's like, let's get like his bio said in his bio. it's like, let's get sushi or like or Korean barbecue. but he was always asking me out for like just drinks. And I'm like, well, that's fine, because I think a first date should be drinks. I don't think it should be dinner. Um, but we were like pen palling, like trying to meet up, but he would never give me like a time or place. And I was like really getting annoyed by it. And then one day, uh, one morning I got a text from him that was like, uh, that was like, when can I see you again? And I was like, hmm, we've never seen each other once. That's like really weird but I had invited him to a comedy show, so I thought maybe he came to the comedy show and didn't say hi. So I was like, oh, so did we meet? And he's like, oh no, sorry, I meant to say, when can I, like he did very quickly, like the asterisk I meant, when can I see you? And I was like, oh, you know, like, and I gave him some options. And instead of being like, sounds great, like I'll see you at that time, all of a sudden I got a video of him jacking off that I did not ask for. And and with the then with um uh, do you think you can work with that? And I was just like, excuse me? Like I was like, that's so weird. And then he eventually did pick a time and place to go out. And I knew in my gut I was like, you know, this guy's not worth it. Like I should not go on a date with a guy who sent me a picture of him jacking off before he even bought me a drink. But like, you know, let's just I just kind of wanted to meet this person because I was like who? <laughs> Guess is someone to do this. So I ended up meeting him. He was very cute. Uh, we had some wine, and by like the second round, I finally asked him, I'm, like, what possessed you to send your like a dick vid before we even met up? And he was like, uh, and he got so embarrassed. he turned as red as his glass of red wine, and he was so apologetic about it. And I kind of like shamed him for it, and because I shamed him for it. I felt like he then like really respected me and like I felt like wanted to do good by me and then kept asking me out and I kind of realized I ended up flaking on him for a second date because I was just like you know what I don't want to date a guy who sends me like what would I tell my our kids what would I tell my friends like how do you even like yeah mommy like it just it's just so it was like I was like that guy clearly there's like something going on and I don't want to like stick around longer and I shouldn't have even gone on the first date so I definitely should not go on a second date. And that was my, that was like one of the last guys I dated, dated
0: before my, um, my boyfriend. Wow. So you had to like literally have the worst experience and then for the good to come in. I think that's- Yeah, what. well, because it made me
1: reevaluate my standards. I think I realized after that, I, st- I stopped giving literal fuckboys boys the time of day and my energy. And, and I was, and I was a lot quicker to like, you know, turn down a guy and I was more selective of, not only the guys I was swiping with, but the guys that I would text, you know, I I decided that if someone wasn't going to make the initiative to like, ask me out and pick a time and place and stick with it, like it wasn't worth my energy. And that really weeded out a lot of people. I also updated my bio to be like, unapologetically me instead of like, who I thought guys wanted. That also limited the amount of matches I was getting. So I think like, while it does feel validating to get a lot of matches, I think if you are more selective about who you swipe with and also more selective of how you present yourself and are authentically yourself, you'll get less matches, but the matches you get will be better matches.
0: I think that's true. Dating apps, I will say, have honestly actually never panned out for me now that I think about it. And I've been on I, with them.
1: Well, know. same, I, except my, I met my boyfriend on Bumble, though.
0: But, really? And I
1: never thought I was... I was always... I was like, there's no way... I will ever get, cause I had been on dating apps. I was like one of the first people on Tinder. Like I've been on dating apps forever. And I and I always, at best case, I would meet someone on there and best case, it would be a situation where uh, it was like, he would treat me like a girlfriend but he would never want that title. So I kind of was like, oh, all guys on dating apps are treating assholes. And, and sometimes my friends would like see them still on the app while we were dating. Yeah. So I kind of was like, Date, people on dating apps suck, I'm on it, I suck, like all this stuff. And then it wasn't until I like learned how to use them that I ended up meeting someone great on it.
0: You know, that's the hard thing too, is like dating someone and then seeing months in that they're still on the app. I mean, yep. how do you address that, especially if you haven't established like your situation yet? I I went into the last Relationship where that kind of like soured things towards the middle because you know, I saw he changed his picture,
1: and
0: I, was, yeah. I dated a guy that that too. He
1: changed his picture, he uh, he told me he got new headshots, and then I saw that the new headshot was his new Raya picture. And we, you know, we hadn't talked about who what we were, but we were having sex and I feel like I don't know it's like it's like that's kind of a safe I mean even though it was safe sex it's kind of like a safety thing it's like okay uh so are you having sex? like you, so I'm not enough like it's all these things but I think like that's your sign right there if you're a I feel like you should have that conversation and ask someone if they're seeing other people especially if you've been dating for more than a month and you've been intimate with them um but at the same time um I think if you see that like to me that's like a buy like why would you want to deal with that you know
0: trust me I wish I would have ended
1: it. <laughs> well, yeah, because like you, you can't recover from that. That doesn't get better.
0: No, it was like I even asked him about it. I was like, "Oh, you changed your picture." I was like, "I didn't know we were both still logging in." Because I won't, I don't delete it right away. Like if I don't know where we're at, I just won't go on. I just yeah. don't go on. You know, when you're seeing
1: someone for a while, I feel like it's okay to have that conversation and, and you should have that conversation. And, and you know, it's kind of, it is a milestone to be like, let's delete our dating apps. Like that's a milestone yeah, really.
0: Yeah. that's like definitely, you know, so we're at the midpoint. Okay. I'm going to, I have a, I think I have another question. In All right. Here. And then I wanted to talk quickly about um, one of my favorite chapters. Oh, okay. That I've pulled out. So let's see. Oh, so the sec I guess we'll go to the second part of that question, which was what's the funniest date you've been on where it was just like so comical and uh you guys kind of knew that neither of you were gonna ever see each other ever again. This is funny. I got
1: set up on a date uh from a coworker. And he said, he's like, hey, I really want you to be my friend. I feel like you guys would be a great match. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Sounds good. And like, usually when you get set up, like that's a good sign right there because it usually implies that either the friend was asking to be set up by someone and like, or that you're just a good match for this person. So I was hopeful. And so the guy and I were texting and he's like, um, he's like, okay, well, do you want to meet up for coffee today? And it was like a Saturday. And I'm like, sure. And I was like, how about we go to the meet at the commissary, which is my favorite coffee shop where I used to like write out a lot on Fairfax and West Hollywood. And he's like, oh, he's like, I wish I could. And he's like, don't judge me. I know this is going to sound totally crazy, but my ex goes there, so, there a lot. And I just like, don't want to run into her. And so I was like, I get it. Look, I have exes and I try to, I avoid certain places because of it. So I was like, no problem. And then he's like, okay, why don't we meet at Alfred, which is also in West Hollywood. And I'm like sounds great. So we go to Alfred. I meet him, he's cute. We get our coffees, we're sitting down, we're having a conversation, going well, everything's great. All of a sudden it looks like he sees a ghost and I see, and this girl comes up to the table and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I, you just left my place and now you're on a date? What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. That was the ex. And then he turns to me, he turns to me and he goes, I think you should go. And I was like, <laughs> I should go. What? I should go. You, what? You should go. Like I was so I like I, I was just so I left and I walked away and I I mean I guess the guy was like still seeing his ex girlfriend but like wanted to like it was just the and also the the fact that he was like I hope you don't like the fact that he would try to avoid
0: her and then she ended up being at the other was just like I had a similar situation except that I was dating someone and they. Um, work in entertainment and they happened to be filming something and they were at the Roosevelt Mm -hmm. and they kept posting on Instagram that they were there but I was kind of like oh it's probably just like and it was like not super serious during this time we were kind of on and off I was like oh he's probably just there like filming and then he's kept going back there like every weekend and kept posting like in the morning the pool and then I somehow saw that this woman was posting the same thing and i was at the spare room and i saw him there with her oh my goodness but like i didn't say anything because i'm like this is like the weirdest because he would always call me like at the end of the weekend he would always call me like hey i'm like in the neighborhood like let's get dinner uh and when i finally confronted that situation it's not what you think it's not what you think it ended up being everything Oh, it's always what you think. It's always, and they have to say it's not what you think because
1: they realize what it looks like and what it probably is, and they want you to stay around. So it's always what you think. It
0: is. I was. He was a skateboarder, so. Gotta stop with the skateboarders. I feel like you know, listen to Avril Lavigne and say "See you later, boy." (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) I downloaded that song recently because like my. It's a big joke with all my friends. Like I have so much material about dating skateboarders now because it's just like. It's laughable at this point. Like I can't call any of my friends and complain about a date because they're always like, How old is he? Does he have a backpack? And I'm like, Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, like, my boyfriend has a lot of hobbies and like it annoys me. Like, because there's not
1: space for hobbies. So if you get to that level where you're still dating them, it's like where is the skateboard? Where's the skateboards going? Because we yeah. <laughs> have a surfboard on our patio that I wish was not there as it's taking up precious space. Um, and I also have two, not one, but two bags of golf clubs in the back of my car, um, because my car has more space, which are not my golf clubs. I also don't understand why there needs to be two separate bags of golf clubs and they can't just be in one bag. And he already, and yet, and he sold his third bag of golf clubs. Like, it's just, you don't, at the same time, like, I will tell you from the other side that dating a guy with like too many hobbies is like, it's great that they have things to do and you have your space and you could do your separate thing. But at the same time, it just takes up a lot of space. Their hobbies take up a lot of interior design space. So.
0: Yeah. Oh my or they don't have their, usually guys like this don't have their own place. <laughs> but, you know, it's like where there's a skateboarder, he probably has a studio apartment. Where well, there's a studio apartment, there's five roommates there, and I now have a roommate. You know? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely, that's why yeah. they're always, yeah, that's another red flag. they're always coming over to your place, oh. Never seen their place, there's a reason.
0: We could do a whole other podcast episode about this particular relationship or lack thereof we just don't have enough time no i bet (laughs) so i want to just talk quickly about um one of my favorite chapters uh, because i want you to kind of give me the real tea sure On this guy um the guy who's much younger. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I need to hear, I need to hear this. <laughs> I thought
1: you were gonna say the guy who's much older, which is like a crazy, crazy story that I like people don't believe is real. But the guy who's much younger, I get why you're asking me because um, I, I I'm sensing that you have a type. <laughs>
0: Maybe a little, maybe a little. (laughs)
1: Um, So yeah, I mean, I met this guy. He's such a, first of all, this guy is such a sweetheart and so kind. And I think in another life, we would be perfect for each other. But the age gap for me was just not working. And I don't, I have a much lower tolerance with with, um, lack of maturity. Although I will say that even though he was younger than me, um, he was definitely more mature than most of the guys I dated and like really had his stuff together, I feel. Um, so yeah, I was at a bar and I was coming off of a detox and I was drinking, like first time drinking in a while. So I definitely was like drunker than usual. And, um, it was actually at the bar. It was, was, what is that name? It's it's downtown and it's three stories. Um, I forget the name of it, but there's all these different bars in it. It's like a really cute spot. And I was there celebrating a friend's birthday and what is it? Church. No, not Perch. There's another one. I want to say it's Borders, but I think that's wrong. And there's like a Tiki Bar. Speak. There's a speakeasy Tiki Bar in the hotel.
0: Okay. I know where you're talking about, but I can't think of the name.
1: And it's a great bar if you're ever, because each like floor is like a different bar. It's very cool. And so uh, I was waiting in line with my friends to get into the Tiki Bar. And I was wearing heels and he's very tall. And we like made eye contact. And I could tell he was younger than me, but I couldn't, I thought maybe like, two years younger, I didn't think he was that much younger. And um, and so we met and we got to talking and I think I asked him how, how old he was and he told me he was 23 and at the time I was uh, 29. Yeah, I was 29 or 20, 20, was I 29? Yes, I was 29. And so, like that was like the biggest age gap I've ever. I've never dated a guy that much younger than me. But he was like so mature and so cool. And he like he bought me a drink, which I feel like a lot of guys don't do. Mm-hmm. And he asked for my number, and then you know he and he he texted me, and he kept asking me out on dates. And I actually the the night after I met him, I was having a Super Bowl party. And the funny thing about it is that um, I don't want to. Well, I guess I say his name. I guess it doesn't matter. His first name is that um i thought when i met him i thought his name was leo and i was going around to all my friends i was like oh yeah his name's leo it's leo and then my friend emily who was with me she's like gabby that's not his name his name's Liam." and i like he never he never corrected Wow. and then finally like I, I heard him like introduce himself to my friends I was like oh his name is Liam," and it was funny because he looked very mature for his age but he brought a friend with him to my super bowl party who definitely looked 20 two, and that was telling. And then he also was like, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm actually not 23.
0: I'm 22. <laughs> he lied for a whole year. <laughs> he lied, but he like told me right away. But I thought that
1: was so funny. He's like, oh, look, like, because 22 and 23 are so different. But it did make sense. He literally just graduated college and he just moved to Los Angeles. Wow. And he, he had a nice apartment, but he, he shared it with two girl roommates. Um And he had a good job. And he was the sweetest, but it was just that there would be moments of like, we dated for like, I wanna say maybe like a week, two weeks. Um, And there would be like, these things would keep happening and I like, it would be great. And I would feel like, oh, this could work. And then something would happen. I'd be like, oh, right, you're 22 years old. Yeah. Um, And so it didn't work out, but he was, he was so sweet. And actually um, I sent him to my hairstylist and he still goes to the hairstylist to this day. So I think I like helped him get like a mature haircut and I'm kind of like happy for that. And and he was very sweet when he heard about the book and he he started dating someone his age pretty much like quickly after I broke, I, we ended things. Um, and he was just a sweetheart, but yeah, it just wasn't for
0: me. You know, sometimes that just happens. Like I, I think that's the same age gap as probably the last now because I'm going to be 35. Um, the last like two people I've dated that were like, 29 and 30 27 yeah. 29 yeah yeah you you I, I get to this place where I'll convince myself I'm like oh they're really nice they like pay more attention to you than like an older yes. guy um and then I realized later oh because like the one guy the skater he would always say like are you gonna take care of me like I was like oh my god you like want a mom like you like yeah. Yeah. And that's, and there's,
1: and I'll tell you, there's enough man childs that are your age or older. So it's like a whole other thing. I also have kind of come to the realization that I prefer to date a guy with like the age, the age gap. I feel like it's, could we have been in high school together? That's kind of, for me, feels like a good age gap. um, Because I feel like when you go outside of that four year gap, um, then you kind of almost are in different generations and there's different like Uh, pop culture references and it just it's it's just a lot
0: (laughs) which also reminded me next of the chapter of the guy that's cooler than you because I think that's something when you date someone younger depending on like where you're at like the age gap it's kind of like oh they are like really cool like I yeah I would always he would always ask me questions like oh do you know who this is or like like, the way he dressed, like, he almost kind of influenced, like, my style. (laughs) Yeah, which is, like, why you date the guy who's cooler.
1: The guy who's cooler that I dated we're still friendly, and he definitely made me cooler, in a way, in terms of style and, like, you know, uh, things like that, but he was older than me, um, but he definitely acted younger than me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think the takeaway is sometimes age plays, like, a huge role in why something doesn't work out, but also it's timing, like, I, I'm in a place now where like we talked about earlier, like it's so hard to date right now because it's dangerous and you have to like really, you know, if you're gonna put yourself out there, like have a serious conversation (laughs) of like, how many people are you hanging out with and are they going to phone parties? (laughs) Well, yeah, and then now that is
1: a more, that's so true because now I feel like that, like how, if you're dating, it's like how are people socially distancing is an important, Thing And I would say it is a red flag if on a first date, a guy like wants to come over. I feel like that's a lot. I feel like your first date should definitely be like a Skype or FaceTime to like make sure the person is like chill and, and ask them those questions because there is a. I mean, we're living in California and Los Angeles, there's a spike of COVID. So you definitely want to make sure that that person is being responsible and is not just kind of being reckless about it.
0: Right. And being safe. So date. what are like some, so we can wrap up a little bit. What are some tips that you would give people for aside from, um, having your first date on FaceTime, like dating in COVID now, because, Oh, I get, a, this is a lot of the questions like, Oh, you want to hang out. Well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, you can figure it out. Like we can go hang <laughs> out. You you can. Yeah. I feel like what you, I, I feel like,
1: okay. So I would say with COVID first date FaceTime, second date, um, uh, social distance walk. So you're both wearing masks and you're walking. And, and then if there's not chemistry after that, I feel like done. Um, and then I don't know, you know, now you can get tests. Like maybe you guys should both get COVID tests before you go on it. Like, you know, it should, it should be like worth it. Right. So like maybe you should get tests before you go on a date. Um, and then if you go on a date, I mean, I definitely would, you know, be very cautious about letting a stranger into your home or going to a stranger's home because you can infect them. They can infect you. Um, I, you know, there are restaurants now that are open. So perhaps that feels like a little safer, but still with the restaurant thing, I feel like restaurants, you're really supposed to go to restaurants with people you're quarantining with because you definitely spread it. If you have it while you're sitting across from each other without your masks on, drinking and eating, cause it's, you're not sitting six feet apart from each other. Which is why, which brings me to my other thing that, you know, a safe, another safe date is a picnic because you can bring your own blankets and you could be sitting six feet apart from each other and then you can like, you know, have your, you know, and that's, there's so many, every, there's so many great takeout options now more than ever and there's so many parks in Los Angeles in such nice weather that you could easily, you know, bring a bottle of something if you drink, if not, whatever, and some food and go to a park and sit apart from each other and then you know if then if things start but then I, I also hope that people are being you know are not going on dates just to go on dates I hope if people are dating it's because they're really looking for a partner because otherwise what's the point of like risking that you know
0: Yeah, I I definitely like I said I was on the apps but I really had no intention of like meeting up with anyone I had like hung out with two people and it was like Have you had a COVID test this Yeah. Week? <laughs> like, it's like the new, like, do you have a condom? Like, have you had a test? Have you, do you have a fever? <laughs> I
1: mean, there's that meme with, like, do you have protection and the person, like, pulls out their face mask. Like, that's, like, so true. Yeah. Um, But I will say, you can, I do think that the relationships that will develop during this time, I've spoken to a lot of single friends who have met amazing people during this time and their relationships are just doing so well. I mean... Uh, look at look at Ariana Grande and Demi and Demi Lovato. No, but also like my actual friends. I have <laughs> one. I have one friend who had met who met someone during all of this, and they've been together and things have been great. And they're and it's moving quickly, but it's also moving at a a steady and safe speed because they had done so much talking prior to meeting that they really like feel like they are on the same page with what they want and what the expectations are. And then I have another friend who lives in London who went on a first date the night before everything shut down in London. And he spoke to this girl every day for like a month. And then after speaking every day for a month, he broke his quarantine with his, with his friends to move in with her in her place because she lived by herself. And that was a big risk because if things ended up not working out, he would have to go find some place to quarantine for two weeks before going to be with his roommates again. Wow. and they're still together. They, they just celebrated, I think now they've celebrated two, three months of dating, two months of living together. So it, it can, I mean, it, it's not hopeless. There is possibilities to meet great people and be in the same relationship and be in a good relationship. But I would say, you know, like just be pickier about who you're spending your time with and not only for your safety, but just also for your time, you know, and your energy. And and, and maybe that that mentality will take with us when we have a vaccine and when things are post this, whenever that is, and, and maybe continue to like be very selective about the people we spend our time with.
0: I, I, you know, I, I think that's a great point. I hope that people start to realize, you know, if anything that comes out of this situation is that, you know, we don't have to have a revolving door. Like what is, what is the point of just like, we can't go out like we used to, you know, you like There's what, no, yeah, there's no room for
1: the whole, what 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 it used to be and what Aziz Ansari writes about this in his book. And there was articles about this, which is the whole, um, we have endless choices. Will you ever choose? Right. Yeah. It's why I feel like shopping at Trader Joe's is easier than shopping at Ralph's because at Trader Joe's, there's like one type of olives at Ralph's there's like 50 and it's just easier to pick what you're going to buy. Um, and so I think that same goes with dating. It's like, there's too many options so people don't choose, but now there's still a lot of options, but hopefully people will be more like picky about who they want to spend time with and making sure that they're on the same page with someone before they, you know, dates, before they go
0: on dates. Right, yeah, because also it's not fun really to go out with a lot of, I don't know, maybe this is because of where we're at in life now, but it's not fun to just constantly be like cycling through these people like it's a it's exhausting like going
1: it's back exhausting to- yeah it's hard to keep things straight and it's it's just it's not kind on yourself and it's not kind on other people i think i think i really do i mean unless you're into open relationships and that's what you're into but like which is fine too i don't judge that but if you are a monogamous and you want to be in a monogamous relationship, I feel like you shouldn't be, you know, dating multiple people at once. It's just, it's hard to, keep. it's not fun. Dating is exhausting as it is.
0: It is. And having to like talk to that person all the time. Like I i made a new rule that like, I don't want to talk to you all day. Like you can check in and like, we can have a little banter, but like, unless we have plans, it's kind of like, it's a waste of your time and energy. Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah. There's only really so many, mundane topics you can talk about throughout the, <laughs> throughout yeah. the day, you know, or just exactly. FaceTime really fast and we can like have a dialogue. So yeah, I
1: agree. Phone oh, calls and FaceTime are so much better than texting endlessly.
0: Yes. Well, Gabby, this has been so fun. And like, I learned, I actually learned a lot. I thought I was going into this just sort of like bantering with you, but I learned so much. Oh,
1: good. Well, I hope <laughs> you apply it to your life. And I feel like we'll check in in a couple of months. And I feel like you're going to be telling me that you're dating someone great
0: yes absolutely and just to sort of plug your book one more time i want to just rattle off some of the chapters sure so the ones that like that stood out to me the most were the guy who's not your boyfriend i think that's definitely a vet anyone that lives in los angeles or new york like so relatable the guy who ghosts like fuck, man (laughs) i try not to be a ghoster i'm very upfront i'll i always will just tell you like yeah this isn't really working out um because I think ghosting is just, like, a pussy way to also still kind of be able to, like, show your face again, like, two months later, you know, like, kind of. Yeah, I'd keep
1: it. it does more harm than good, for sure.
0: Yeah, people want to haunt you, you mm-hmm. know? Um, And then I really loved uh, the chapter about the guy who makes you do you, because I think that, like, that is someone that I hope we all get to date <laughs>
1: And, and don't do what I did and get into another relationship right after. When Once you meet that person and you date that person, who literally is every single guy you've dated before, a girl you've dated before, that is such a sign for the uni- from the universe for you to work on yourself and not continue to date.
0: Right. That I
1: didn't listen to, and then I moved to New York for a, a loser. So don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> move, yeah. To York, move to New York for yourself. Don't move to New York because your boyfriend got a job there and then he ends up and your relationship was shitty to begin with. Don't do that.
0: Great, great, great advice, great advice. So do you want to share um, your social media so we can kind of, sorry, that was my, uh, that was my computer. Did you hear that? I heard that. I was like, am I getting a phone call? Are you getting a phone call? Uh, no. Yeah,
1: no, I'll, I'll, so I'm on um, Instagram and Twitter at It's Gabby Conti. That's I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I, also gabbyconti.com for all of you can find links to buy my book. You can read my Cosmo articles where I'm a contributing writer. Um, And then you also can find my social media there. And then my book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, is available wherever books are sold. If you go to a bookstore and you don't see it there, it should be there, so you could ask them to order it. Um, And you can get it also in Kindle, although I do recommend a hard copy, because it's kind of like a a handbook. It's a great coffee table book. It's pink, so it'll look beautiful in your color-coded bookshelf. And um, it's also now available as an audiobook as well, wherever you listen to books. There's no quizzes in that, but they are me telling these stories, which I've also performed on stage. hopefully you'll enjoy that as well
0: yes I saw that this morning because I I bought the um online version but I have a paperback coming too Ooh, yeah, it, it, you kind of it's just you because 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 I feel like it is the type of book that you just want to have
1: and so as you're dating you can kind of refer back to it I feel like it's helpful to have it as a hard as
0: a hard yes, it's the dating bible because oh, everyone you everyone will read it and say oh my god I've done this Yes, Especially guy and girl because I think there's women that can apply to some of these categories, too. Oh, so totally. So even though it's written from
1: my perspective of being a straight woman dating in my 20s, I do feel like, and I almost wish that I had made it more inclusive, I, but the people I interviewed who have been through it were of all genders and sexualities, and it does apply. So I do think it's really the, the 20 people you date anytime you're single, and they're less people. It's more relationship type, so you will find yourself in these relationships for sure
0: absolutely well thank you so much and it's so yeah. good to see you and I will catch up with you in a few months I think that would be actually a great follow-up episode yes I want to hear
1: if you've been applying what I've been telling you and if it worked or if you haven't been you haven't been applying I don't want to hear it but if you have been applying it and you've seen positive change I want to hear it
0: I think even today I already know what I'm gonna do good this. good And well have um, fun and quarantine with your boyfriend and stay safe out there and I will uh, see you soon so thank you yeah See ya. All right, bye. Bye.